Greetings, podcasters. So glad you joined us on the Agent Bonus Podcast, your source for all things real estate, featuring interviews from real estate professionals just like you. Welcome to the Agent Bonus. This episode, we have the man, at least in my opinion, Mr. Jeff Newman. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. Man, uh, how are you? I'm good. Okay. I'm you good. In, Are you into this podcasting? Yes, really? I've been waiting on this ever since you started them. You I mean, never would ask me to come on. Right. So. I'm just going to be honest, Jeff. I mean, you've been beating down my doors to be here. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, nah, man, seriously, happy to have you on. Um, Jeff, we're just, we'll just get right, right into it. Uh, let's talk about your humble beginnings into real estate. But as you shape that, I want to talk about where you were before you got into real estate. So if you can start from there, just, you know, educate our listeners on your background. Yeah, so I, I graduated from Sanford in 1998, and I was a teacher, high school science teacher. I taught at Homewood, and I was coaching a kid named Charles Perlis. His dad was my real estate agent, and um, like any good real estate agent, he told me I should get into real estate after he closed on a deal, so I couldn't <laughs> represent myself. Uh, but <clears throat> he sat me down one day and uh, took me to PT's over on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. when I was still there, and uh-huh. we ordered some wings, and he said, I used to be a head of the English department at UAB, so I know what it's like to be a teacher, and he said, you ought to you ought to get into it and make a little bit extra money in the summer, and on part-time so I did that and um, should have quit in the first year it took me 11 months to get my first closing Um, it was horrible my first contract I wrote it didn't appraise and then those people went and bought it for sale by owner Um, my next client was someone I coached with and he said we kept getting outbid on contracts that he needed a full-time realtor so I mean it was one just disaster after another and um finally my wife got me a client which helped a one-bedroom sixty thousand dollar condo in foxcroft condominiums in homewood okay um and that's where i learned how to sell houses we i held it open every sunday it was the only client i had held it open every sunday i memorized every listing within five miles that was in about thirty to forty thousand dollars from that especially the vacant ones and when people would come in the open house i would say you know you like it They'd say, no, I really want two bedrooms, which I knew they were going to say. So I'd say, all right, well, I get done in 20 minutes. I can take you to another one. And I made, um, I think I had 10 closings off of that one condo, picking up clients. And uh, I started asking people, why did you use me? You knew I wasn't, you know, very experienced in the real estate. And they said, well, you're one of the only people that would answer your phone or call me back. So kind of learned a little valuable lesson right there that if you um, outwork everybody, then that's the the kind of job I wanted. Okay. So, so I was doing it part-time. Okay, then, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Like, you went 11 months <laughs> full-time real estate or? No, no, no. So okay, I, okay. So I was teaching at Hoover High School, coaching baseball. I would have to be at baseball at 5.50 in the morning, work with pitchers, catchers, teach physics all day, go to baseball practice, and then I would show houses from, like, six thirty, seven o'clock at night to about 10 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. Wrote one contract at midnight. Um, because we went extra innings against Thompson, and I was selling a house to our trainer. <laughs> and I uh, got to his apartment to meet him and his wife. At I think it was right at 
eleven thirty or twelve o'clock at night, but it was one of those where you had to get it done or get sold. And so I got home about two in the morning, and then had to get up at five and get right back. And that's kind of when I realized I'm about done with this. Ah, uh, yeah. My wife talked me into that. I sold about twenty houses while I was teaching my uh, third year in real estate. So oh, good. It went from uh, famine to to a, to a semi feast. Okay, uh, but. <laughs> But definitely uh, started to started to work its way up. Well, Jeff, question. Um, dur- during my time here, I've seen a correlation in uh, education or academics to real estate. Is that like a real thing? It is. Oh, okay. I, so I, I was asked to be a broker um, and became a partner with the ERA that we were um, before ERA King, I guess after about five years, four years into it. And um when I started recruiting agents, that's who I, I try to get teachers. I talk teachers into getting their real estate license because you got to think about they're good at explaining stuff. They're good at teaching stuff. <sighs> they're good at paperwork, and they're good at dealing with difficult people because parents, a lot of times, the only time you see them is when their kid's misbehaving or they're failing a class. So you know how to manage people, um, and you know how to deal with people that um, that maybe don't really want to be there but kind of have to be. So. Mm. So it all kind of comes together as a, you know, as long as they're outgoing enough. But we've got, you know, there's lots of examples. Um, I know when, like, Carrie Davis was getting into it, I wanted her to come with us. Um, Elizabeth Harris is on my team. She was a teacher. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of there's tons of teachers that, that do well in it. Um, they just have to have a little bit of a, you know, a outgoing personality, a little more than, than some teachers. Okay, cool. And, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Please don't take offense by this next question, but you mentioned outgoing personality. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> of course, I mean, I mean, without a question, uh, one of, one of the thing, one of the first things I noticed about you is how cool and calm you are at all times, and your personality seemed to differ greatly from the average real estate agent, you know. And then once I found out, you know, you were one of our top producers, I'm like. How? Because I just had this mentality of um, how a real estate agent should be. Right. Well, you, you know, with that, thinking of your very calm and reserved demeanor, how does that, how does that, in your opinion, shape your real estate success? Or how has it shaped your real estate su- success? Um, I, I think, like, in any selling, I think buyers have different, um, different preferences. I mean, if you go buy a car, some people like someone to – kind of tell them what to do, get in their face, kind of be right there. Some yeah. people need a, a calm sale. Um, my approach is to earn trust, build rapport, to not let things get emotional, and and that's always benefited me. Um, some people don't like working with me because they feel like I'm not out there just yelling and screaming and, and getting after it. Um, <laughs> but I think they realize that once I, once I start working for them, they kind of get the fact that I'm going to – Show them I'm educated in it. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm going to definitely be honest with them. Um, but I, I think they feel like they can trust me. Yeah, okay. Very cool. So, um, Jeff, how long you been in real estate? I think I'm 19 years. Oh, my goodness. To be as young as you are, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay. I'm only like 22. <laughs> exactly, <so>. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to talk about some of the harder lessons you've learned in real estate and um, for the sake of time, I mean, you don't have to give me all of them, but any that stick out that you would like to share, the microphone is yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in general, I think it, 
A mistake you make as a as a new agent is you get a little too caught up in the the day to day and what's right in front of your face, and it's really hard for a new agent to understand that business is cyclical and it goes up and down a lot. Um, the hardest thing to do is to have like a really good month because you get all caught up in it. And I remember the first really really good month I had, I got so caught up in it, and then when all those closings were done, I was like, um, I don't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. So keeping your pipeline full is tough. Um, that's one, that's one lesson that I learned uh, fairly early on. Um, the other one is, is to not take a certain market for granted. Um, as an owner, previous owner of a real estate company, I know that we were, I mean, we were blowing and going, we were opening offices and things like that. And then 2007 hit market starts to crash. And that's when I learned, um, I learned how to be a janitor, um, (laughs) After I had to fire ours, um, I had to fire. I, I had I got put in some pretty bad situations, having to let some folks go that had been with the company longer than I had. Oh man! Um, in in order to um, keep the doors open, um, that included not paying myself and the other partners. I mean, it, it you can learn some lessons that kind of prepare you for other bad markets as you come down the road, because there are going to be bad times and there's going to be good times, but right. you just can't get too excited when it's good and you can't get too depressed when it's bad. Ah. Uh. Very good. Man, okay. Like a fortune cookie right there. Yeah, that was good stuff right there. <laughs> well, Jeff, um, let's let's fast forward to now. Um, you're a leader of the, the Newman team, Newman Team Homes. Right. Um, so we've talked about the whole team aspect on this podcast before, uh, but you, you, in my opinion, are unique because you've come from kind of a, a one-man show to the formation of a team. Mm-hmm. So take us along the journey of that as, as that was as that was formed and if you could explain the thought process behind that. Right. So that that probably started I guess about seven years ago, the first I guess hint to why I should do it. I didn't know it then was um and and you've had Whitney on here, but Whitney was hired to be it was a weird situation because I was a broker um for our office that we're in right now. I had to recruit, but I was also selling. And so she was brought in to work for me from like nine to two, help me with my real estate side of stuff so I could still do the broker stuff. And then from three to 5.30, she picked up my kids and she was our sitter. Well, then the kids got a little bit older, so she became full-time assistant only. And then I noticed, you know, my production went up because I was able to handle and not lose and let things fall through the cracks. So. Uh. She was my organi- organization piece, um, and then she started to grow business. And so I started to kind of see, okay, well, if you've got a system in place, it will grow your business. And then we've plateaued. We've kind of hit our ceiling with what we can do. So the next logical thing would be to grow. The only problem I have is um, is, is having full trust in somebody else because I feel like whatever's done, I'm responsible for. And the first agent I actually recruited was Elizabeth Harris when I was a broker. This was I don't know, like 12 years ago, something like that. <clears throat> and so my thought was um, not necessarily to go ask her, but she was having a conversation with me about, she said, I feel a little bit overwhelmed. I feel a little bit like, you know, I got I got to do this. I'm running this way. I'm running that way. And that's exactly how I was when I got Whitney involved. So we started talking, and I told her I'm thinking about forming a team more than just me and Whitney. And so she said she was interested. We kind of laid out some groundwork and, and a little bit of a plan for it. And then rolled it out at the beginning of this year. Um, added another agent 
Stacy Giles, a friend of ours, he's kind of going to bring a, a good aspect from the um, investor side. He's done rental properties and flips. So I want to strategically kind of grow the team, not just to have bodies, but to actually have like specialty, whether it's geographical, whether it's specific types of houses you're buying or selling. Um, I just don't want to throw a bunch of people together because I have talked to some people that have been in teams and they said you have to be careful because you kind of lose your family feel. Uh, you start to grow too big. It just becomes another company within a company. Right. right. And so even though I want to run it like a company, um, like a miniature company, I don't want it to feel like it's it doesn't have any like personalization to it. Yeah. So that's where that came from. It was just to kind of hit that next level. And then it's always worked with economies of scale. Anytime you grow something and you can share expenses, um, share buyer pool. And what's what's unique is that Elizabeth grew up in Vestavia. I live in Vestavia, and Whitney grew up in Vestavia. And there may be some people that were kind of torn on who to use to buy or sell a house. And maybe they used a third person because they just didn't know whether to pick Elizabeth or myself because we have a lot of similar friend groups. Yeah. And so um, that, that I think that's kind of helped um, to be able to grow everything. But, yeah, that's where it came from was to, be able to bring it to the next level but then also help out Elizabeth as well in the process. But um, now I'm kind of seeing where there's some other avenues to grow it, um, but I don't want to rush it. Okay. Um, that's the main thing. Do you, um, would you say it's inevitable for someone looking to grow at the rate of which you, you kind of chartered for Newman Team Homes? Well, let, let me rephrase that. You think of, you think, say, an individual, top, top producer really wants to grow. Do you think the natural next step is to form a team? If, if not form a team, to definitely get a full-time assistant. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You've got to have some help because you're, if you don't go on vacation, if you don't spend time with family, if you don't do things outside of real estate, you'll go crazy. Yeah. And so what it allows is we can go on vacation and I don't have to worry about it because I've got someone to help me out, whether it's just an assistant who I made made sure Whitney was licensed. Right. But whether it's a team, um, but you've got something in place that just it, it allows you to have a life. OK. OK. Very cool. Um, speaking of a life, <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's get really personal with you, Jeff, right. <laughs> as right. personal as you co- you're comfortable being. But um, tell us about Jeff outside of real estate. Like, what, what are you into? I, I, um, a lot of coaching with my kids. Okay. Um, have done a ton of that with my youngest. I got two boys. I got one that's 16. I don't get to coach him anymore. He's, he's all high schooled, you know, <laughs> he plays baseball at Vestavia. So he, he's kind of, I've had to let go of the reins of him. Um, help out with my, my little one, my 12 year old. He's a sixth grader. Um, love to hunt. Love to, um, just got back from duck hunting the other day. Ah, Took my oldest one. Nice. Another dad and his son. That was fun. That's a lot of fun. Um, but, um, really gotten, uh, really gotten fired up lately over, um, I went on a mission trip to Nicaragua in September and, um, really a life-changing thing. I've kind of always kind of, I've been growing as a Christian over the last five years, um, but that going there and seeing that level of poverty and and having that life I mean I've heard it's life changing to go on an international business or uh, mission trip but it really it truly was but it's opened a ton of doors uh, one of my favorite things to do I actually get to do it tonight is uh, degroup with uh, the varsity baseball team at Vestavia um, they'll come over to the basement and we'll order pizza and we're going through Romans right now nice. and um, 
some interesting, some some tough stuff. But those kids are awesome. They I throw verses that we read these verses, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna have to explain it because I don't really understand it. And then they're just throwing out all this stuff. I mean, they're they're really uh, they're impressive. They're an impressive group of guys. But that's what I've that's what I've been enjoying the most, and get to the honor to take my family back to the same ministry um, in Nicaragua after Christmas. We leave a couple of days after Christmas. We're gonna go down and do a, a food distribution. And then I'm going with my oldest son, and I'm taking a group of guys in June uh, back to Nicaragua with a different group to do baseball. We're going to play baseball down there for a week, and they use that to get D groups started, these mission, or Bible study groups started with these men um, that feel like they can't be a Christian and play baseball at the same time because they play on Sundays. So the church kind of makes them feel like, well, you can't come. To church so you can't be a Christian so that's kind of a philosophy they oh. have there that we found out but this ministry's done a great job of trying to to uh, share the gospel with those folks okay very cool um I got a couple more questions Jeff and I promise I'll let you go okay. All right. <laughs> hasn't been too painful okay good good um I'm just gonna ask you this pointed question Jeff why ERA King ERA I mean if you so if you had the background I had where I went to everything they have I mean, I'm talking, I taught acceleration. I, I was trained to be a trainer. Um, spent a lot of time in uh, New Jersey. Um, spent a lot of time at uh, IBC conferences, which is Buell now. And if you l- really learn all the tools they've got, it's kind of crazy. It's, there is so much. If you can use it, <laughs> you can't help but be successful. Yeah. Um, the problem you run into is there's so much stuff. And as a non-broker now who doesn't attend as much stuff, I can see how an agent can get overwhelmed with some of the things. But, it, I mean, as far as, like, the technology, um, I mean, I've been up there and looked at that little baby blue fax machine that's sitting there <laughs> behind the acrylic that's not little, it's huge. And that was the technology of the 80s. I mean, it was that's how they sold houses. That's what started ERA. Right. Uh, most people don't realize it stands for Electronic Realty Associates. So that's... That alone in the in the world that we live in right now, there wouldn't have to be anything else that ERA offers, and that would be enough to come work for ERA. Oh wow! Um, but I've had I've had every opportunity in the world to leave, every other offer in the world to leave. But I, there's there's no place. It, it has a family feel yeah. from the top all the way down. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but you go to corporate and it feels like family. And it trickles all the way down. So like Everett and Anna, that's how they feel. That's how they treat their company. And you could tell the passion they have in it. And Anna Marie and you and and LeBron, all, everybody that has it, it just kind of oozes out throughout the office. So, wow. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. That really means a lot. I, yeah. And all this time I thought I was wearing your nerves. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Last question. And um, I ask everyone this. Um, can you think of something really, really wacky? <laughs> that's safe to share on the podcast that has happened in your real estate career. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and I'm sure, I mean, you've been at 19 years, nothing crazy has ever happened. <laughs> nothing crazy. No, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been in some haunted houses. I don't know that I can prove it. But, um, <laughs> there's been some, been some scary ones there. Um, I've not walked in on any dead people or naked people. Okay. Okay. Um, so most of mine are just dealing with some really, really crazy people, like getting angry. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. It's almost more like an MMA uh, <laughs> situation with some folks. I've had some of those. Um, 
I've been at the office when a car ran through the front of our. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, there's a intersection wreck and it pinballed between cars when we were over by the where the nukes is now. Yeah, the car came through the parking lot and. Oh um, my goodness! Thought we were being robbed because our office manager was screaming, but she was screaming because there was a car coming through the front of the oh office. Um, so, it's always eventful. Um, yeah, lots of interesting stuff, but. Nothing crazy off the wall that I can think of that okay. I could actually tell. Cool. Well, you know that means you, you have to come back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, Jeff, uh, that's all we got for today, man. Listen, I, I appreciate you coming by. If you want, because I know we talked about this beforehand, <laughs> but if you want, can you drop your social information just just in the event that someone would like to get in contact with you? Yeah, uh, com um, is where you can reach us. Um and on Twitter, I'm at uh, ERA Jeff, and um, you can look us up on everything else. Gotcha. Um, that's it. Okay. Well, Jeff, thanks again, man. Yeah, appreciate S- it. Same it time was, tomorrow. Yeah, this is daily <laughs> podcast. <laughs> hey, don't give me any ideas. You know, you know, we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, just e- edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Jeff. Um, until next time, man. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. We hope you enjoyed our time together. Please take a moment and throw us some stars or write us a quick review. Until next time, this is the Agent Bonus.